Hello and welcome to the MySteel Commodity Podcast. I'm Adam Roussel. Rising government debt is a major cause for concern among China's policymakers, particularly that incurred by regional governments. For this reason, China will now roll out a new financial product that aims to raise money directly from investors without incurring government debt in the form of bond yields. Here to discuss is Finch Pan, an analyst at MySteel. But first, a rundown of this week's news. Chinese rainy season is now upon us causing rebar prices to fall along with demand. This has uh, caused the price of rebar to, in the country to fall by another 5 yuan to just under 4,968 yuan per ton on June 24th. Chinese rainy season typically lasts from May to September of each year, usually causing steel demand to fall to annual lows during this time. Weather experts predict that this year's rainy season could be slightly less severe than that of last year, but warn of a high degree of uncertainty at this time. Iron ore inventories at China's steel mills remain higher than normal in June, uh, with inventories at 247 mills currently nearly 11% above those of June of last year. A recent MySteel report indicates that this is mainly a product of higher than normal output with higher, uh, higher profit margins and steadily rising bulk commodity prices. However, the upcoming low season for steel demand and subsequently narrowing profit margins are likely to bring iron ore inventories back to normal levels in the weeks ahead. Electricity has been cut off to several iron ore processing facilities in Shanxi Province's key production region of Daixian County. As of June 24th, the Daixian County Work Safety Committee has ordered electricity be cut off to 83 iron ore processing plants, 19 metallurgical enterprises, including pelletizing plants, mining machinery plants, as well as 16 concentrates processing facilities in the county. Enterprises in the region were given no advance notice of these shutdowns. Electricity will be maintained only for workers living on site until further notice. Local, go local government special purpose bond, or SPB, issuances were down in the first five months of 2021 compared to the same period in 2020. This according to a recent report from China's Ministry of Finance, which found that local, governments, uh, local government bond issuances during this time were 56% below those of the same period in 2020. However, it must be noted that 2020 was a unique year in terms of SPB issuance due to COVID-19-related stimulus efforts. For this reason, SP SPB issuances in 2021 are still 186% above those of 2019 levels indicating that China's local governments are still working steadily to stimulate growth at this time. And now to our top story. Last month, China introduced Real Estate Investment Trusts, or REITs, for the first time as a means of funding key infrastructure projects. I am joined by Finch Pan to discuss. Finch, thank you for joining us. Hello, Adam. Finch, your story talks a lot about government debt. Tell us a bit about SPBs and how government debt is rising cause for concern. Okay, SPB or special purpose bonds are used by China's local governments to raise money for a wide variety of infrastructure pro projects. SPB was first introduced in 2015. Since that time, the issuance of, of it have been growing steadily up from around 100 billion yuan in 2015 to 3.75 trillion yuan in 2020. What, what we should note that is that 
government debt in China is now outpacing GDP growth, paying the yield on this bonds and other existing government debts to bondholders has caused China's government increasing debt, uh, increasing burdens. This posed a risk to the country's future development. Okay, so we're seeing government debt uh, rise astronomically at this time, major cause for concern. What are REITs? Uh, what sort of infrastructure projects will they be used to fund? REIT uh, is a real estate investment trust, which means a, a company that owns, operates, or finance income generating real estate. It is make it possible for in individual investors to earn dividends from real estate investments. Most global REITs offer investors exposure to income generating commercial pro properties such as office towers or shop mills. Okay, so how do REITs differ uh, in China uh, from those offered in other countries around the world in terms of both assets and structure? Chinese REITs underlying assets are exclusive income generating raw structure program projects with at least three years of stable stable cash flow, uh, such as police uh, severage ponds and state-owned industrial parks. Traditional REITs are typically managed by mutual fund companies. The management of Chinese infrastructure REIT is more complicated. Chinese REITs are managed and traded by a mutual fund company that invests in asset-backed securities that directly hold the infrastructure project. So how do they differ uh, from traditional REITs in terms of risk? Yes, in term of, terms of risk, well, the leverage ratio for traditional REIT is unlimited. Those issues in China can't have, have liabilities that exceed 26% of their total assets. The, the reduced risk the limiting the growth of the projects makes them attractive as a stable, stable investment in China's relatively young and oftentimes challenging financial park, financial markets. So how much was raised with China's first REIT issuances and what role can we expect in the play moving forward? China offered its first REIT on May 31 and the raised 31 billion yuan on the first night of China's central government has made it clear that it aims to reduce local government special purpose insurance. So REIT offer a new way to maintain funding for key infrastructure projects. For this reason, we may be likely to see more infrastructure pro projects funded through a mixture of 
ISTV and REIT moving forward. And I think based on the scope of existing infrastructure projects in China, China's market could reach some 5 trillion yuan in the coming years. This will play a key role in offsetting much of the country's public debt growth and bonds will also still use in the years ahead. All right, so a lot of, pu of public debt to be offset through uh, private capital in the future. Thank you so much for joining us today, Finch, and thank you all for listening in. This has been the My Steel Commodity Podcast. Take care.